sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Yo, 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 what's up, man? It's your boy MVP JT here, man. We live. I know y'all miss us. We miss y'all. We want to say thank y'all for being on this ride with us, man. On another episode of MVP University, episode number 18, man. And as y'all already know, y'all know what we've been talking about tonight. We've been talking about TCU, UGA. But we also want to talk about how TCU, uh, Michigan had the game. But TCU just outperformed him, and I, I, how CJ Shroud executed the perfect game-winning drive, but it was wide left. Man, Professor, like, what was your thoughts when you saw that? So, Ohio State was interesting because um, I went back and listened to a couple podcasts that kind of broke the game down. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Cover 3, which is one of my favorites. And I was listening to Bud Elliott. He gave like every reason that TCU could win the game. And listening to it like retroactively. TCU every- or Ohio State? TCU. Okay. I, you mentioned TCU Michigan first. <clears throat> so everything he said is exactly what like they like they forced JJ McCarthy to try to win that game. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it. They they you know JJ McCarthy talked about that three three stack and said they go get they go get a dose of Big Ten. Well, that was the most Big Twelve game that you'd yeah. ever want to see. And, and and despite the score. What TCU did well was number one, he really they really did a good job of limiting Donovan Edwards' explosive run. Donovan Edwards and Blake Quorum are not the same running back. True. Okay, Blake, Blake is Blake is more. I get he go two, he go three, he go eight, he go four. Donovan is one, no gain, negative one, 35-yard run. And those slants on that three three five stack just I was surprised at how much trouble Michigan's offensive line had blocking those slants. Um, they didn't know. I mean, like TC was like, listen, we're gonna run blitz all night. JJ and Ronnie Bell and Cornelius Johnson, y'all guys, um, you know, see if you can beat us. So, um, as far as Ohio State, as far as Ohio State is concerned, 
excuse me. Um, the back end of the defense, they had that game. And secondary let them down. And I felt like if anything would cost Ohio State that game is that the secondary. I thought Ohio State's defensive line played well. Very well. Uh, played play better than what I thought they was going to play, honestly. They, they, that's, the best, that's the best game they've had all season. Probably, I would take that back. Maybe they played better against Penn State, but they played. And, and I and I thought and I, I felt pretty good about Ohio State being able to block um, Georgia's D line. I, w- I was going back and forth with a dude on one of these Facebook groups. I mean, he said, "Well, you sound like an Ohio State fan." I said, "As a matter of fact, no. In fact, Ohio State may be one of my least favorite college teams, but I don't know they got five guys that are going to probably make NFL rosters on their O line." And a couple of them are going to probably be early round draft picks. Um, but yeah. just, like, secondary let them down. I, and we, we were texting during the game. That Even though they lost, that is the way I've been waiting all season for Ohio State to play. Like yeah. That's the level it, that I've wanted to see them play with. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the, that's the level that, that if they were played like that all year, they would hands down been the number one team in the nation, hands down, hands down, hands down. And, and if and here here's something I want to interject real quick. Ohio State did something to Georgia's defensive line that no one has yet to do. They had them rattled because every if you, every other play, CJ is rolling out the pocket and setting back up. Georgia's used to a quarterback dropping you know three three to seven yard drop and staying in the pocket instead of rolling out. Listen. That that caused Georgia's defensive line a lot of issues because they could not get to CJ. And if TCU is if if TCU can can at least mimic just a little bit, there's gonna be this is gonna be an interesting national title game. Listen, CJ Stroud did his Kirk Franklin for all y'all that didn't think I could roll out and dodge pressure for all y'all that didn't think I could run. Well, let me hit you, man. Listen, all week the only thing you heard was. C.J. Stroud struggles with pressure. C.J. Stroud doesn't elude pressure very well. C.J. Stroud doesn't feel pressure very well. C.J. Stroud panics in the pocket. That's all you heard all weekend. He proved everyone wrong. And I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to tell you exactly what um, C.J. Stroud did in that game. C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, made himself the consensus number two pick in the NFL draft. Wow. Yes. You, Bryce, so is you, going, Bryce, is going, Bryce is going one. And okay, Bryce, talk, Bryce is going to Houston. And when we talk when we talk about the draft, I'll I'll share my nitpicky concerns about Bryce. Um, okay. And I'll just give you two names real quick. Uh, Kyler Murray and Robert Griffin III. I just five five ten one eighty five makes me nervous in the NFL. Um, and, and he's and he's not and he's not a freaky fast athlete like like either one of those guys are. Correct. He's not. He's not. Now he that he won't play on a crappy turf like Robert Griffin the third. But that's a, but I don't want to go down that road yet. Um, but CJ, I think from from an, from a ball placement, accuracy, anticipation perspective. He's as good as Bryce, 
I don't think his arm is as elite, but in the right scheme, it's good. And it's a quarterback-driven league. And if the Bears end up with the second pick, if they're smart, which the Bears usually are not during the draft, they will trade that pick for more assets because their roster's cheeks and they need picks. Yeah. So, mm. uh, so, so yeah. I, I, so honestly, though, I think if the Bears stay second from from just looking, they lost a lot of people on that defense, so they may stay at number two and and and, and get a Will Anderson or 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 a Jalen Carter. You know what I'm saying? Hypothetically, because that their offense is, is the offense is not the greatest offense, but it's good enough to produce points. They can't stop nobody. I agree with that. But this offense, they league. can't stop nobody. They they can't. I agree. But I think you can get. I think you can get comparable value. You may not be able to get. Okay. In my opinion, Jalen Carter, who I who I said I thought he was the best player on Georgia's defense last year, and Will Anderson are outstanding prospects. But I don't, I'm not prepared to say they're generational enough. Like Jalen Carter coming out of Georgia, he ain't Aaron Donald. When Aaron Donald was coming out of Pitt. He's not in Dominican suit. So I think if you're the Bears, okay, so you may not, you, you may be able, you may be able to go within a top 150 picks and get maybe two guys who can produce what, what you probably get from Will Anderson. And maybe same thing for Jalen Carter, but, but and, and y'all, we're going to talk about the national championship game. I promise. Uh, but if you're the bears, you need to really, you need to, as my, as my, as my late father would say, you need to know that, you know, that, you know, the Justin Fields is going to be your guy. And the way you do that is give him pieces, and, and you to. can't, you can't, you just, you just can't. Listen, it, it, go. There, there's gobs of history and data points that show when you build around your quarterback, you'll know within a year or two if this is the guy. And every franchise yeah. that's been successful has done it. Now, I don't trust the Bears to develop a young quarterback because they've never done it. But just, but Fields may be special enough to do it without that. So, but yeah, I do, I do, I think, I think CJ. I think CJ impressed a team enough. Hmm, we may need to trade up and get the second pick so we can have CJ Stroud. I really do. I, I think he he was fantastic. That's the best I've ever seen him play. Like I didn't know he yes, had that. I did. I, I knew CJ this entire time was going to be a this was a, a show me game. This was a proven game for him. This was the game that he had to show the NFL scouts and all the doubters who he really is. He yeah. should have won the Heisman, in my opinion. Last no, year, over, no, over, I don't know. It came, came let, last there. year, let, no, I ain't talking about this. Year. I'm talking about last oh. year. When, uh, last year, when he, he was better. Than, when Bryce won, yes, Bryce was. I know CJ was better than Bryce, in my opinion. I can I can actually see that argument. You know what I'm saying? Like number for like CJ was the, the better quarterback last year over Bryce. But you know and what I'm saying? Due to 
I, I, I don't know what the committee saw, you know, when they voted, but there's neither here nor there. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> CJ has been, I'm not going to say he's been underplayed or undermined. He just hasn't gotten the respect that he's he should have at this stage of his career. Do you think, see, see I, I can see that argument for last season also, because I also think you could argue last year that Bryce Young wasn't even the best player on his team. Will Anderson Will, was. Will was dominant last year. No but one could stop Will Anderson last year at all, do you period. Think, do you think people look at Ohio State and just say, well, he's that good because of the receivers he plays with? I think people look at Ohio State as the the quarterback bus league school. Because if you think about it, they they produce in, at Ohio State great quarterbacks. JT Barrett, um, uh, who was before Barrett? Um, well, you go back, you go all the way back. So you go back to uh, man. Troy Smith, who Troy Smith, Troy Smith, right? But he, but he wasn't an NFL prospect. What name you uh, uh, for the past? I'm gonna say ten years. The past ten years, who has been a quarterback that has been successful from Ohio State? There has not been one. There has not been one. So, so, so. He's he's he has a stigma right now. He falls mm-hmm. up under the the, set, the uh, category of uh, Ohio State quarterbacks. But to be honest, Alabama hadn't produced one since Joe Namath until Tua. The, and, and, and that's primarily because of the style that they that they played for years. And honestly, so until, I, I, I I'm not going to say Tua like. Tua is is, a, is Tua is in a situation in Miami where his life is on the line. That's true, but but if you think about it, I mean, if you if you put them in comparison with Ohio State, I mean, Tua has been exponentially more successful than anything Ohio State has. But my yeah. my point is, my point is Alabama hasn't produced a great quarterback in years uh, either. They they're just they've been able to win because if you look at what they were putting in the league, number one, they were putting guys in the trenches in the league. Yeah, you put an O lineman and a D lineman in the league, you're gonna win. And then and then you look at you look at the Mark Ingrams, you look at the uh, Derrick Henrys, and then they got then they hit this run of receivers. Who who would start with Amari or Julio? Amari I'm sorry, Julio. I'm, I'm was, sorry, it, Julio. Was, it, was it Amari then Julio or Julio then Amari? Because it was uh, one, it was, so I, it was those two, and then I, you I got, say it, it was Julio. It was Julio then Amari. Julio first, so yeah. Julio Amari, then Calvin Ridley, then you went with the firm of uh, 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 Rugs, Judy, and Smith. Um, so yeah, so and then you know Jalen Hurts flashed, and he went to Oklahoma, and then you got Tua, and now you got Bryce. But the quarterback run in Alabama is very very recent. Now, now here's my question: Would you consider Jalen a Alabama quarterback or or Oklahoma quarterback? I would consider him an Alabama quarterback. He spent more time there. Okay, understood. And, and, quite, and quite frankly, I think that year he sat, and he's even said it, that year he sat behind Tua made him a better quarterback. He just got to throw the ball more at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. really, because if 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 really, yeah. Yeah, Lincoln and produce Heisman Trophy winners, but they haven't really let the, set the league on fire. Yeah, because one of well, both of them right now is are in my opinion divas. Because Baker just he cries. Yeah, 
and Kyler Murray just Kyler Murray. Like, and I, I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna say this in, in a disrespectful way, but I don't think Kyler Murray is really that good. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, when he was at Oklahoma, he just had great receivers, and and, and he he was he was faster than most. He he was faster than the front seven, mm-hmm. and he could he could outrun or maneuver past the secondary. Baker is a guy that he's proven you can be good with, but he's like about sixty percent of the quarterbacks in the league that he probably should not have been picked number one. And I think that that and and the attitude and. The commercials are kind of why he got more flack than, in my opinion, he deserved in Cleveland. But they went to the playoffs and won the division with Baker Mayfield. Now, but but their conditions, everybody got to stay healthy. Yeah. The defense has to be outstanding. You need a top five run game. You need a Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham at receiver. Like you're not gonna win with Baker with an average team. Well, but he can and, be a, and, he can be a piece on a very good roster, but he's not a world beater. Like to and me, we're not, they, and we're not gonna say that Odell Beckham because when Odell was in Cleveland, he didn't do nothing. He did a little bit before he got hurt, and then you know before uh, before he became Odell. But like. To me, like Baker Mayfield, under the right conditions, could be Jake DeLone. Jake DeLone got to a Super Bowl. Under the right conditions, he could be Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson got to a Super Bowl. But, but, okay, okay, okay. But, wait, 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 wait. And I here, here's okay. my, my larger point is my larger point is in the NFL, there are few, very few quarterbacks who can overcome their team's shortcomings. Everyone's not Peyton Manning. Like Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning won for over a decade despite having a mediocre defense. Everybody's not, I'll go old school, everybody's not John Elway or Brett Favre, who played, like, Elway didn't win Super Bowls until he had two Hall of Fame players and two guys who I think should be considered to be Hall of Famers. He played with Terrell Davis and Shannon Sharp. I think, personally, I think Rod Smith's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Just look at the numbers. And Ed mm-hmm. McCaffrey's on the border. And then and then also, and the defense was better. But those four Super Bowls that he lost, I'm old enough to remember all four of them Super Bowls. John Elway put the Broncos on his back and drug them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Brett Favre went to two Super Bowls. Brett Favre may have a Hall of Fame skill player. Brett Favre drugged the Packers to those two. Now, he did have Reggie White and Sean Jones playing defense. He had, he had pretty good defenses. But there are very few quarterbacks who do that Yeah, in the NFL. Like, as great as Pat Mahomes is, Pat Mahomes has had great players around him. Now, what he's proven is when those players have moved on and been traded, he's still great. Yeah. But there are not many quarterbacks who can do that. And, and 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 one thing, and, and we're gonna I'm gonna talk about this at, at length when we start talking about the draft. People need to stop looking for the anomalies and just go with the norm. Like stop, stop. You if you if you're a bad team, you need players. Don't don't sell your draft capital for a quarterback and put them on a bad roster because you may ruin them. 
Yeah, and and, and I'm speaking. I'm glad you brought the draft capital because it's a quarterback who I thought was going to enter the draft into the portal, and I is headed to Notre Dame. That was one of my breaking news. Listen, wake up the echoes. Mm-hmm. Things are great in South Bend. Mm-hmm. Not only not only did we play and win in one of the best bowl games of the season, beating South Carolina, coming back to beat South Carolina in, in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That Sam was a good Hartman, game. Sam Hartman is on his way to South Bend, Indiana. Hey. Shout the volley cheer on high. Listen, that that is going to be a great move for, for Coach Freeman and his staff. Cause boy, Hartman, he's a quarterback. And and Notre Dame got weapons. Hey, mm. I was gonna say, and, and something something's happened the last couple games. Yeah, these wide receivers have learned to get open. Now it could be because they played USC's and South Carolina's defenses, but still well, they got open. So can they carry it over to next year with a better not, quarterback? And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Notre Dame's got two top 150 wide receivers coming in. Yep. They 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 in the hunt. We hunting next season. It's gonna be interesting. We hunting next season. It's gonna be interesting. So so real quick, y'all. You know, I know y'all be like, well, we all segments that we're gonna we finna hop in. It's gonna be a real this show gonna be a real quick show because it is not a lot we can talk about, but it's a lot we can talk about. But you know, but anyway, y'all y'all get the gist. So we're going to hop into On the Yard real quick. You know what I'm saying? Professor got an interesting topic. We're going to chop, chop it up I for do. a good few minutes. And, and, and Professor, talk to him. Let us know what we're talking about On the Yard today. Okay. Before we get On the Yard, this was the other breaking news. I just read this before we got on. The NCAA, there are sources that are saying the NCAA is investigating Michigan for possible violations during COVID. There, there, there were some dead periods where where students were not supposed to be on campus and quite possibly some coaches let some students on campus. So I do have a question because we've been here before. We were here before with Chip Kelly was at Oregon mm-hmm. and when Pete Carroll was at USC and everyone has already said the Broncos, the Colts and the Panthers. And I know specifically the Panthers have contacted Jim Harbaugh. Would an NCAA investigation expedite Harbaugh to the back to the NFL? Or or are these violations not serious enough? Uh okay, one, we already know how Harbaugh is. He he is a phenomenal coach. He's a great coach. He's one of the few coaches that I've seen be successful in both the NFL and NCAA. Do I think he's going to make that jump? I don't know. Because you got to look at it. He, he's going into a situation, it, all three teams, the Broncos, Colts, and, and Carolina, in a rebuilding stage. Mm-hmm. Do he do he want to take on a rebuilding? And Because now we already know how the NFL works. You go if a coach is hired within the rebuild in the rebuilding phase, they have a short leash, but they have a long leash at the same time. If you if you're not seeing you know productivity and and, and positivity change positive changes within the first two seasons, you might be out. 
if you if you're not going from a five and seven team to a seven and seven team in year one, and then potentially competing for a wild card in year two, organizations nowadays have very short leashes. But isn't so Harbaugh the guy to do that though? Okay, let's think about this. The three teams, the three teams you named: Broncos, mm-hmm. Colts, Carolina. Do they have the money to spend? That now that I don't know. So 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 that's my that's I, my, I, my thing. It, I would Harbaugh... say, I would say, if I'm GM, I probably wouldn't touch Denver. Number one, they got a lot of their salary tied up in Russell Wilson. I personally think Russell Wilson is cooked. Um, and I thought he was cooked this last year in Seattle. Went back and, 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 and of course, I'm not an avid NFL watcher, but somebody put up his last his numbers his last season in Seattle. So I went and did a little check-in. A lot of those numbers were put up when they were losing pretty bad. Yeah. Um I don't know about the Colts, and I, but I but I do think the Panthers have money. But if we look at Coach, going all the way back to the University of San Diego, he rebuilt that program. Then he went to Stanford, and he rebuilt that program. You do know the hot mess the 49ers were when he went there. They were a mess. But but the but the 49ers spent money. And Harbaugh helped them spend it responsibly. Correct. So, so he had a he had a hand in. Michigan was a hot mess when he got there. But 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 Michigan NFL teams are grown men. That's true. College is, is, are kids, and and you can you can you can as a as Jim Harbaugh he can go in and 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 sell a dream to those kids. Say, hey, I made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I've, I've reached the pinnacle that a lot of coaches can't say that they've done. So he can say the same thing in an in NFL locker room now. And also keep in mind, Harbaugh played. And that still plays a lot in the NFL locker room. True, so I, true. And, 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 so if, and if you go back to San Francisco, he left because he was having issues. He, he rubbed a lot of people in the front office the wrong way. It wasn't the players. The players loved him. It was the people in the front office that he was having issues with. And it was basically when Michigan came, he looked at them and they were like, well, we ain't going to stop you from going if you want to go. Right. And he was like, well, then fine, I'll leave. So I just, I found, I found, I found that instrument. I got, got one, one more, one more um, piece of breaking news. Uh, former Arkansas Atlanta Falcon. And Louisville head coach, uh, let me not let me also include Central Arkansas head coach Bobby Petrino in classic Bobby Petrino fashion has left UNLV at the altar and he going with Jimbo. You can you say what you can say what that sounds like to me. That sounds like content to me, buddy. That sounds like content. That sounds like Jimbo, you on the hot seat. Jimbo ain't on the hot Man, you 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 finna bring in Bobby Petrino as your offensive coordinator. Man, if if AM have another season like they had this year, Jumbo is on the hot seat. So if 
if they if they fired Jimbo at the end of next season without cause, somebody got to write an eighty-five million dollar check. Who writing that check, JT? I know it's a And M, and I know it's all money. But I just you you know you know the old saying just because you can don't mean you should. I I just but I don't I'm see saying, anybody okay. writing that check. But but he, he, here's my thing though. When Jimbo came to that school, mm-hmm. he made promises that they were going to get to national title. They were going to be mm-hmm. competitive year in and year out in the SEC mm-hmm. West. Mm-hmm. He had a good year, first year. He had a, a good year, second year, and he he's been declining. He has yet to he has yet to perform in the way that they thought he was going to perform, like he did at Florida State. And as a booster, yes, I, if if I can get to the NIL has brought in players to Texas A&M that oh, if, if it wasn't for the NIL, they wouldn't be there. But the NIL so, has brought them in. That's true. But there's always something you have to consider when you talk about firing coaches. And that the is payout, the buyouts. But not just that buyout. Who else is the university paying not to coach? And I read somewhere mm-hmm. If somebody was crazy enough to write that check, the Texas A&M athletic department would be playing close to a hundred million dollars in buyout money for coaches across their athletic department. I, I just, I don't see that the, to me, there, there are three coaches for at least the next three to five years. The schools are stuck with come what may Jimbo's one. Cristobal is one. There's another one. And Mel Tucker's the third. They, they, they all got big guaranteed money contracts with 50 plus million dollar buyouts. No one's writing those checks. They are stuck. Now, and now here's the thing. So before my mama retired, my mama sold jewelry. And so growing up, I used to watch the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> right. So my mama, there used to be this display case. And she it used to call it used to be called Beverly Hills Gold. But it wasn't as expensive as the other gold jewelry in the jewelry case. I asked my mom, I said, but that's Beverly Hills gold. I see, and that's my mama said, do you know why they call it that? I said, no, she said, because it's fool's gold. They just gave it a fancy name so people would buy it. And that's what Jimbo Fisher was. Jimbo Fisher is a 500 coach without Jameis Winston. And Scott Woodward, who knew Jimbo when Jimbo was an assistant at LSU because Woodward was, I believe, an assistant AD at that time at LSU. Went and did two things to screw over Texas A&M. Number one, he got him away from Florida State, and Florida State was tired of him at that point. And and, and some some of that was also justified on Jimbo's part. Jimbo wanted a bigger investment in the football program and Florida state didn't want to make that investment. I get it. That's fine. But Jimbo's average without Jameis, just look at, look at, look at all his records without Jameis Winston. I, <laughs> he, he is crispy. I'm sorry, but he's, he's a, he's a 500 coach without Jameis. And they got fooled by that national championship. And the and the playoff appearance, and it was Beverly Hills goal, man. It was Fool's goal, and now they yeah. stuck. And now they stuck. They stuck. 
Maybe Petrino helps. They, they stuck. Maybe Petrino helps because Petrino but, is will tell Jimbo, no, nah, Jimbo, we ain't doing that on, on third and six. We're doing this. But here's my thing, though. So they have lost a lot of players in the portal. But A lot of players. Play, but none of those players were key contributors from last year's team. The only the only player, the only player, and I wrote about him, the only player, if I'm AM, that I would be, uh-oh, talking about my Wi-Fi. I, I try I try I try to fix that, Crispy. Um <laughs> the only player, if I am AM, that I would have been concerned about losing was LJ Johnson. Because he, he was a top 70 running back. Who didn't play much because Divine Eight changes. If there's anything that they did well last year, man, Divine Eight chain balled out last season. Um, but he's a guy who could have been the next in line when A Chain went to the league. Yeah, he he, he I, I I watched some of his all twenty two highlight tape. He he's he the real deal, and now and now he going down the street to SMU. Um, so let's get to the on yard question. All right, JT, you putting on your um, you putting on your AD hat. It's on. Hey, Chris, we leave my man Wi-Fi alone, man. <laughs> you got your AD hat. You you got your AD hat, and you got to go hire a football coach. Okay. <clears throat> Are you a big game hunter? We just mentioned one. Scott Scott Wilbur went and got Jimbo from Florida State. We got Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Come down to LSU. Or are you going to make the more prudent hire? Would you take the interim tag off the interim coach like Clemson did, Dabo, or Georgia Tech just did, Brent Pry? Um, like we all thought Wisconsin was going to do to Jim Leonard, but they went and got uh, Luke Fickle. Um, what, are you, what are you doing? You're going, you're, going, you're going to get Ed Reed? You're going to get Prime? You're going to get Eddie George? You gonna you you know you go you gonna go pride fickle from Cincinnati. What you doing? What school am I at? What school am I at? You are at MVP University. All right, <laughs> and y'all got a little bread. How did we do last season? Oh, oh, oh is MVP University the Fighting Penguins? Are we a? Uh, are we a? Consistent five hundred team, making it making it to uh, a playoff. Me, 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 making it to a bowl game. Are we are we winning six games every year? Your your floor is eight wins, but you have a national championship ceiling. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not making a splash high. I'm going with someone who who, who is proven. I'm a, I'm a, I'll go with someone like it, it's not a popular name and, and he he hasn't done much at Penn State but give me I'll go with James Franklin just to get me to will I do James Franklin <clears throat> I, 
I'll do I'll do I won't do a splash height. I won't do nothing like a, a coach prime or a Eddie George or you know a, a Ray Lewis type height. You know, I'm doing something um so I would I would argue that James Franklin would be a splash higher. Because you ain't hey. passed your SATs, Chris. Yes, <laughs> you ain't passed that SAT. <laughs> Maybe we'll put you on prop 48. But he he scored high enough on the SAT. Yeah, he had I would a- argue, I would argue in the power five, you get a sitting head coach. Won a conference championship. He has went to is that his second Rose Bowl win? Yeah. It now if if, I, if I'm hiring for MVP University, James Franklin will be a coach I go after. I will look at um, what's the OC for uh, USC. Um, I just had his name in top of, in my head. Um, hold on, Lincoln. who's Lincoln? Oh, oh my God! Um, Graham here? No, Graham Harrell's in West Virginia. Now. What? Is, well, who, I forgot his name, but the OC for, from USC and, and, and Coach Beamer from from Southern uh, South Carolina. That's who I would go. Those would be my three. My top three. If, okay. if neither one of those went through, give me um. I, I, I will. Here's two names that I feel like could potentially do something. Will Muschamp. Again, yeah. I I, <laughs> I, I, I I would give. I'm looking at that gator behind you, and you'd still do it. I, I would give Coach Muschamp another chance. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll say this about Muschamp and McElwain. I, like, I feel like Muschamp got a, a bit of a raw deal at South Carolina, only because man, what Spurrier did at South Carolina unfairly raised the expectations at that school. Absolutely, absolutely. Now Shane Beamer, he he's he's what what he's doing now is is is, is totally different. Shane well, Beamer yeah. is now and, and and what I hope they understand is. What Shane's done, they're close to their ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. They, I, I they, don't, I don't, maybe once every three or four years they can cycle up and win ten games, but they're about close to their ceiling. Yeah. Now, a coach that I I would at least interview and see if he wants to do it. My uh, my guy Dan Mullen. I I would bring Dan Mullen to MVP University. You should. I, I would bring him. I would bring him in. Let him. I would get him full access to, to, to the portal. Coach Mullen, do what you gotta do. So, so so my, my brother's a Purdue grad, which is why you know we always talk trash every time Purdue plays Notre Dame. But um he called me, he actually asked he so he asked me about Dan Mullen. And and I think Ryan Walters was a I, I'm shocked that they made that choice. Yeah. But so my, my brother went to Purdue in the 90s. I went in the late nineties. Uh, hashtag humble brat. I interviewed Drew Brees, my senior. Well, his last year at Purdue um, when I was at Wabash. Our, our quarterback was uh, working out with, with Drew up in West Lafayette. But um, this guy by the name of Joe Tiller, who won a whole lot of games at Purdue, 
with Drew Brees and Kyle Orton and those guys uh, doing something that had not been done back then, spreading the football all around. And I thought Dan Mullen would have been great at Purdue. I really do. But I, I was listening. I listened to the AP um, college football podcast this morning on my way to work, and they had Dan Mullen on there breaking down the game. Dan so happy doing TV. Like he he basically absolutely he he was he because so he has has to transition bit from you know coaching. He's like man, I love it. He's gonna hardly miss my kids' games now. It's less stress, but I still get to be around the game. Dan may and he's so good on TV. He's he's really good. Like and, and he's one of the few coaches. I'm not gonna take nothing away from Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer would be another coach I would interview, but I won't take nothing from Urban Meyer. But Dan Mullen, how he actually analyzes and, and mm-hmm. makes us see the game and he he does it in a different manner. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't re- it, it's really he, interesting. He did the color for I don't remember which bowl game, but he was even good doing commentary on the bowl game. I like him and I like Chris Peterson. He's been really he's really good on TV as well. Those are probably two of my favorite former coaches. Um so if I put on my AD hat, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I necessarily have a coach type. Except for I I want a guy who's coached. So I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for three fundamental characteristics and i go three two one number three can you raise money that's that's one of those unknown things about being a a a coach of any sport in the university athletics you got to be able to raise money for your program can you get boosters to to give money um number two can you recruit do you have a reputation as a recruiter and my number one can you hire staff because I give you some money to hire staff. Can you go out and get the right guys? I don't care if, like, listen, Ogeron was never a, a coordinator. And he won national championship at LSU. Dabo was never a coordinator. A lot of guys who have never been coordinators. Um, you know, Prime had never been a coordinator at the college level and did a great job uh, recruiting and putting together a staff. Those three things. Um I think if you got those three things, you can be a good head coach. Um, I would let my fan base a little bit influence who I go after. Um, I think I just think I, I, I thought about the question because there's some ads who just want to make the big time hire. And I thought about Scott Woodward, who's the ad <clears throat> at LSU, who's one of those guys. But then I also look at and I, his name. Um, his name escapes me right now, the AD of Georgia Tech, who went and, t- and just told uh, Brent Key, hey, man, interim tag off. And, and it's always like um, a 50-50 proposition. But a perfect example, great segue to the game, uh, the AD of TCU, one of Sonny Dykes. And look how that turned out. So, 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 so and that's a good segue to good seg- uh, set point. If AD make a splash move and doesn't work out, now we're looking at you as AD for hiring him. I, I'll be looking for another job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gone. 
that, that that's why that's why the, the coaches I named they are solid coaches mm-hmm. and they have a, a solid track record to where three to five years we see a difference in that program. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> and don't and don't fool around and try to make a splash higher in like two different sports and it don't work out. Right, right. For instance, Georgia. Georgia had a they brought in um Tom Cream for mm-hmm. basketball when they when they hired Kirby. Coach Tom, he he did his thing at Indiana, mm-hmm. but he's he suffered at Georgia horribly. I'm gonna tell you, who I, I am shocked that Ray Anderson still got a job at Arizona State. Yeah, because he went and got Bobby Hurley, and that ain't worked in basketball. And then we got Herman Edwards, and that didn't work in football. And somehow, the Sun Devils still employ that man. I don't know how he still got a job. I don't know either, but. It's a lot of '80s that I have a lot of questions about, and you know what? I think one episode we're just gonna talk about coaches in '80s how they met. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that'd be a good little, good little, you know, take. But guys, y'all know what time it is as we come to the end of the show. It's the pickums. It's the film session. We're gonna do a quick pick 'em up, quick commentary. And we're going to be it, guys. This, this is going to be the show before the next retirement game. So, Professor, a quick 30-second drop. Who you got and why? So, I've I've turned this thing all over. I wasn't wrong about the Ohio State-Georgia game. Because the one condition that cost Ohio State the game I was right about, and that was the secondary. I was completely mm-hmm. wrong about TCU-Michigan. So I looked at something, and I know you said 30 seconds, but I'm about to take 45. (laughs) The Georgia Bulldogs potentially have one, two, three, four, five, six early round draft picks. You define early round draft picks real simple. Are they going within the first 50 picks? Mm -hmm. And I would say, and that's like if Keely Ringo decides to come out, he's a redshirt sophomore, so he can come out. Uh, They have six and maybe one or two potential late round draft picks like a Kiaris Jackson. And then they have a future, probably early round draft pick. If A.D. Mitchell can stay healthy, and you saw them jets that he had against Ohio State. He can fly. Yeah, he, he's the real deal. And 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 I'm not and, – and that – Brock Bowers is a sophomore, if y'all ain't know. And so is future Patriots slot receiver Lab McConkey. So – but then looking at TCU, they might have three early round draft picks. And I would say like Mark Perry, D winners and Max Duggan, who are all coming out, maybe they're late round draft picks to priority free agents. So the talent definitely is in favor of Georgia. But man, I give TCU a puncher's chance. And you mentioned this about Keely Ringo, and you questioned if he could stay with Marvin Harrison. And Marvin Harrison was cooking him. Was cooking him. Until he got hurt. Hey, that hit was almost like was almost like Karate Kid uh uh sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. Take, take that. I I'm I'm not saying he Colt Kirby would never do that. I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking. But can Keely stay with Quentin Johnston? I don't know, bro. Okay. This is what I think. I'm, I'm going to pick Georgia for two reasons. Number one, I've said since the beginning of this season, 
when I noticed Alabama's receivers couldn't separate, that this was Georgia's daddy to lose. Mm -hmm. So I'm sticking with him. But also, I do think that the talent that Georgia has is going to overwhelm TCU. TCU is going to give them all they can handle for about two and a half quarters. And I think the difference here is going to be TCU's O-line against Georgia's D-line. And I yep. think that I think Georgia has too much of an advantage there, and I don't think they're going to be able to protect Max Duggan. And, yeah, Max Duggan ran against Michigan's linebackers. He ain't running against Georgia's linebackers. So, now, I will say this. Georgia's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I think TCU's going to cover, but, it, but barely. I, I, I think maybe Georgia by 10. 35, 25 ish. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Is he going to do it? He going to do it. Georgia going to win the national title. Okay. It's going to be closer than the U.S. bet. <clears throat> I think TCU is going to compete all the way into the fourth quarter, and Georgia defense just got too much depth. I think Georgia's defense is, is, is going to be too overpowering and, and they won't be able to – they will be able to manhandle them all the way through and then fourth quarter they're just going to overpower them. And Georgia defense is going to win this game. I'm going to say – I'm going to say 48-35, okay. Georgia. And, let me, I'm, and I'm going to tell you, Brock Bowers is getting off. Absolutely. And I said – Ohio State had the guys to cover him. I don't know if TCU has the guys to cover him. They don't. E even if Darnell Washington doesn't play, because he was in a walking boot uh, post game. But I don't like because I'm looking. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of D winners, and and I'm thinking of Mark. Strong safety, but D winning of a, of, a, of a blitzer in an offensive scheme. I don't know. He, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he can cover, and I, I, and I just don't think Mark Pierce is athletic enough to cover Brock Bowers. I think that I think that's hey, going to be the key. It's going to be interesting, man. Like, like, yeah, we we did we didn't expect TCU to be here, but they here. So, yeah, we'll find out come Monday. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. So, hey, guys, thank y'all for tuning in to the episode of MVP University, man. And continue to like, share, subscribe, follow us on all social media platforms at MV underscore MVP University. Um, hey, 2023 is going to be a good year for us, man. We've got a lot, of, a lot of content coming up. we got a lot of big stuff coming up for you guys. So continue to rock with us week in, week out. We're going to give y'all some good stuff to look at. I'm your boy, MVP JT, P Professor Pryor. My main man, signing out. Later. Yo, professor, man, I'm going to go to the uh, food court. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.